Um, good. Acts 13. That's where we are. Uh, end of Acts 13. You, if you have a Bible, you want to turn there. Uh, if you don't, uh, look under the seat in front of you. Um, there's probably a Bible there, maybe some gum. Um, <laughs> use the Bible, not the gum. Uh, if you don't have one at home, that's yours free to take. Uh, if you're using that Bible, uh, just flip to page 790 and you'll be right with us. Uh, so we're looking at the end of 13 uh, and the middle of 14. Um, we've been talking about Paul and Barnabas, uh, and they are two followers of Jesus Christ, and they are uh, going everywhere to the ends of the earth, telling people uh, just what we talked about, how much Jesus loves them. They're telling the truth about Jesus, that Jesus is God, Jesus is rescuer, he is savior, he is hope, he is love, he is forgiver, he's everything. And, and he loves them, his heart is toward them, his heart is toward us. And, and you wouldn't think, but they're getting a really hard time about this. They are uh, getting the beat down in every city. They're getting booted out. They're having like hits taken out on them, contracts on their lives. It's, it's just ugly. Uh, but last week we looked at uh, one of the messages that they're sharing, which is the word of his grace, right? The word of Jesus' grace. And that was, as we said, it is the love and the favor and the blessing of God on us and on everyone especially and even though we don't deserve it. Like if you knew me, you would say, man, Tom, you do not deserve it. And you'd be right. And that's good news. That's good news for all of us who are like burdened with having to try to earn God's favor, earn God's acceptance. We have it. That's grace. It's beautiful. It's wonderful. And, uh, if you thought that was good news, strap yourself in because it only gets better. And here we are this morning. We're going to pray, and then we're going to get started. Let's do that. Let's pray. Lord, uh, since this is all about you, um, we need you. We need you desperately because you are so good. And, and you want to change us, transform our hearts and our minds into the men and the women uh, that you created us to be. And Lord, not through any effort of our own, but Lord, because you are so good. You are so good. And Lord, as I said, I'm, I'm broken. I, I confess my sinfulness to this body and to you, and I wish it were not so. But it is. But you are good. And so I and all of us are more wrecked than we ever feared but we are also more loved than we ever imagined. Thank you. Thank you for that. We ask your spirit to be flooding this place. Lord, our minds, our eyes, our ears, our hearts, open them up and let us really be touched by your word and your truth and engage with you. Answer your call. Lord, let us let you be big in this place in our lives. In Jesus' name and all God's people said, amen. If you're ready, let's go. Okay, 13. Uh, we're going to start in the last verse of that chapter, um, 52. Um, now, uh, first of all, this is so critical. This is so critical. What we're about to hear, what we're about to read is so critical. Uh, don't even try 
to find true and, and deep joy, uh, actual true deep purpose and fulfillment, or even to follow Jesus without this. Don't even try. But with this, you can have all of that. Verse 52, chapter 13. And the disciples were filled with joy and with the Holy Spirit. Stop there. That is awesome. That is awesome. In fact, if we could wrap our minds around that, if we could accept the power of that into our hearts, if we could let Jesus, Holy Spirit, be alive and active in the way that this describes, and this is a promise that he'll do it for you. He'll do it for you. Everything would change. Even if our circumstances didn't, everything would change. You could have joy and the Holy Spirit. First of all, before we go further, can we all agree on, on like the basis of this? That we all would like, would, would like to be fulfilled. We all would, would like to be fully filled. That's another way to say it. Fully filled with joy. Fully filled with aliveness. Um, which is the opposite of emptiness. Can we all agree that that would be a, a good thing? Yeah, yeah. So that's, that's the basis, to be filled up in a way that doesn't leak, that doesn't exhaust itself, that, that isn't temporary, right? We want to be filled and stay filled. So, Sumi, I'm sorry. Chinese food is not going to do it. Because we all know, right? But she works at House of China, you know? God bless you. Sesame chicken is, is really a beautiful thing. Um, but we all know this about Chinese food, right? You eat it, and an hour later, you're what? Hungry again, right? I kind of see all food as that way, but um, that's not the point. The point is that our lives can be like that. Our lives can be like that. The things that we thought would fill us up um, give us this temporary kind of fleeting fullness, um, and then we're hungry again. And it can even be really good things uh, like work or accomplishment or family, friends, recreation, Ben and Jerry's, Chunky Monkey, music, romantic relationships, whatever it is, even those really good things that we thought would fill us up. Um, give us a temporary feeling of fullness, uh, but it goes away. Here's, here's how you know. Um, if you're in a spot in your life where you're thinking about the future, uh, when I get out of this lousy job, when I get a job, when I get a boyfriend, girlfriend, when I get married, when we have kids, when I retire, when the economy gets better, when, 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 in the future, then I'll be fulfilled, then I'll be uh, joyful, then I'll be happy. Um, that's a sign that in our current circumstances, uh, there's an emptiness. There's an emptiness. When I go on vacation, when this semester is over, when I get this divorce, when I get whatever, we're looking for something in the future. But when we get there and we get that, it's temporary. And something out beyond our reach will take its place. And Jesus is saying, the people that I love, I don't want that for. Right here, right now, 
fullness, joy in the Holy Spirit. It's incredible. Whatever floats your boat, you know, whatever that is. But the problem is all those things don't really float the boat, do they? We get beached up, right? And um, it's not that these are bad things necessarily, even good things. Because Jesus created us, Jesus made us not to be fulfilled in something other than that which is going to bless us ultimately. And that's himself. Okay, he created us that way that we would not ultimately be satisfied until we find our satisfaction in him. And that way he can lead us into life and truth and joy and freedom. Anything else, um, really, the, the, the end of that road, although it looks good, is destruction of our relationships, of our love, of all that he wants in our lives and ultimately of our life. So that's what he wants. Um, so here it is. It's great news. Jesus is offering a cure for that because he never identifies anything in us that needs to be changed that he doesn't also say, and here it is. Here it is. I've, I've provided this for you. Do you get this? Let's, let's just say the verse together. Say it with me because you were so good at the purpose. And the disciples were filled with joy and with the Holy Spirit. Ah, do you, do you, are you starting to get it? Are you starting to get it? This is God. God himself living inside you. You know, um, you remember the, the Joan Osborne song? I, I actually liked it. One of us, what, what, if, what if God were not distant? What if he were one of us? What if a stranger on the bus picking his nose? Whatever, whatever the lyric is, but you know, yeah. That could be the Holy Spirit. You never know. It's even better than that. That's like the heart cry. What if God wasn't distant? Well, he doesn't want to just be right next to you. He wants to be inside you. Can you imagine this? Can you imagine this? When things look worse for you, when you wonder if you can even go on and everything in you says this can't get better, quit, hang it up. Things aren't going to get better. I can't find joy. I can't find purpose. I can't find life. Jesus is saying, you can have joy. What's more, you could have me. You could have my Holy Spirit living within you, full of God. You can, it's just tough to wrap our minds around that. What filled with the Holy Spirit means in its truest sense is Jesus is not just taking up residence in your body, in your mind, in your heart, but he's taking full control. It's all about full control. Can you imagine? Because you've seen those cheesy um, horror movies where people get possessed by an evil spirit, right? They're not themselves anymore. They don't say what they would normally say. They don't do what they would normally do. They're under complete control. That's a cheesy imitation of what, and and we we do see it in the Bible, but not no cheese here, um, of what Jesus wants to do. Just the same way that he came and took on flesh 2,000 years ago, starting in Bethlehem, he wants to walk around large and in charge with the same power that allowed him to do the very same things inside your skin this time. This time. So we got tons of Jesuses walking around, which is why he said the very things that amazed you that you saw me do, you're going to do even more. Because my spirit is going to be multiplied in you. Can you imagine? Inside you. Not searching for God. God filling us. 
the creator of the universe willing to be here in us. It's incredible. And the fringe benefit is that they are filled with joy. This is ecstatic. You see a lot of grumpy, you know, moping, complaining, griping Christians. That ought not be. Because Paul and Barnabas are in some pretty bad circumstances. And they're filled with joy. And they're filled with the Holy Spirit. You see the connection between joy and the Holy Spirit? They're filled with the Holy Spirit. They get joy. Now, uh, leaf through the pages of your Bible. You're not going to find, like, and they were filled with raging, uncontrollable lust and the Holy Spirit. (laughs) They were filled with crabbiness and the Holy Spirit. It's not in there. They were filled with the Holy Spirit and with road rage. It It just doesn't happen. That's not part of the package. What is part of the package? Galatians 5 says, the fruit of the Spirit, here's the fringe benefits of being filled with the Spirit. Not only is the Creator, Savior, God living inside you and and just busting out all over, but love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, faithfulness, gentleness, goodness, self-control. I know I got them out of order. I probably said goodness twice. Goodness me. Well, That is the package. That's what we need. That's what the world needs. And that's what he's offering. We're going to look at being filled with the Holy Spirit and what that means in a minute. But uh, in the meantime, there are probably some of you who are saying, well, yeah, yeah. Paul and Barnabas, um, uh, yeah, sure, God is going to live inside of them. uh, But in case you haven't noticed, I'm not a whole lot like Paul. I'm not a whole lot like Barnabas. Uh, They made it in the good book. I'm getting defriended from Facebook. Um, I'm a different kind of person. I don't think God is desirous of of moving into this house, right? If that's what you're thinking. I I just want to say, let's do this. I work at the college. It's my full-time job. And... I travel a lot, and I confess to you that I, I have become a little bit of a hotel snob, um, not because I'm too good to stay at certain places, but um, mainly because um, nine years ago, I had an injury, and, and I broke my back. And so in my middle-agedness, um, a, a really good mattress has become a beautiful thing to me. Right? And it's not that I'm too good to stay at certain places, but a motel called Sam's Sleep Shack is, is not likely, not likely to have a really good mattress. Now, they will have damp sheets and crispy carpet and see-through towels and this hair-like fungus growing out of the AC vent. But good mattresses, not so much. So what I do as I often go on Priceline, I have William Shatner Price chop me a deal so I can get into a four-star hotel at a Sam's Sleep Shack price. So I'm a bit of a hotel snob, careful about where I'll go in. Jesus does not have that hang-up. He does not have that hang-up. Um, that offer is not available only to four-star Christians. Um, If your heart, if your life feels like Sam's sleep shack, 
you know what I'm saying. Here's the good news. That no matter what your past is, no matter what you've done, thought, said, did, your regrets, your scars, the things that have been horrible things that have been done to you, the horrible things that we've done to one another, ball them all up. Jesus is saying, I want to move in. I know about all of that. I want to move in. I want to take that. I want to throw it away. You'll never see that again. I want to write on your bill, paid in full. No matter what, my sacrifice on the cross as your substitute in your place for your sins is enough for you. And it is for you. I want to move in. You're in there behind the locked and chained door and, and I'm knocking on the door and it's not housekeeping. It's not. It's me and I'm, and I'm pounding and I'm saying, let me come in. I so want to come in. And some of us are hung up and said, no, I, I'm not good enough. It's none of us. None of you are. But I am. And in me, you are. I want to come in. I want to fill you. I want to check in, and I'm not checking out. You've had people leave you throughout your life. I'll never leave. You're not good enough at being bad enough to conquer my good enough for you. You just aren't. You can't fall below my arms. Even if you let go of me, I'm never letting go of you. Let me come in. And change everything. Let me fill you with joy and with the Holy Spirit. That's the gospel. Right here, right now. Not just for Paul and Barnabas. He wants to fill us up. Don't leave here empty. Don't leave here empty. So that's the indwelling of Jesus' Holy Spirit. He lives in us when we first come to see the cross and his work there. And him as the most beautiful Beautiful thing we could ever imagine. Everything beautiful in our life pales into comparison to the God of the universe sacrificing himself so that I could come home. And he could live his life through me. When we, when we come to that and we receive him in our hearts as Lord and rescuer and savior and say, I don't want to go my way anymore. I want to go your way because that's where you've created me to go. And I'm empty without you, even though I try to fill my heart up with all kinds of other stuff. That's when the Holy Spirit comes in and indwells us. There's two things. There's indwelling and filling. We're going to look at that. How do I know that the Holy Spirit comes at the time of salvation? When you become a Christian, if you are a Christian or you become one today, the Holy Spirit moves in. Jesus' very Spirit. Now, who is the Holy Spirit? Holy Spirit is the third person of the Trinity. Father, Son, Spirit. All one, three persons, right? But is often the most ignored member of the Trinity. We, we tend to treat him like the redheaded stepchild of the, of the Godhead, right? But it's not. The Holy Spirit is every bit as much God as Jesus is. Every bit as much God as the Father is. It's just the size that... that, that 
allows us to have him inside us. It's beautiful. So how do I know he comes in at the moment of salvation? Because Jesus said so. John 7, 37, on the, on the last day, oh, uh, yes, on the last day of the feast, this is Jesus, a, the great day, Jesus stood up and cried out, if anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Now this he said about the spirit whom those who believed in him were receiving. Did you get that? Here's what's happening here. These people have been feasting. This is a smorgasbord. There's food all over the place. There's drinks flowing. And and they've been at this for days. And on the great day, the final day of the feast, Jesus is standing up amidst all this food, amidst all this drink. He says, hey, is anybody thirsty? They got drinks in their hands. They, they've been drinking a lot. Is anybody hungry? Well, there's food all over the place. What he's really saying, are there people who've been drinking, but it doesn't satisfy you? Are there people who are eating and you still end up hungry? Is there anybody out there who has tried to fill themselves up with my blessings but still feels hollow because they're not filled with me? Anybody? Yes. Yes. So many of us have been drinking and are not satisfied. So many of us, although we're surrounded with food, have been eating and we're not full. So many of us are surrounded by friends and people, and yet we're still lonely. So many of us need to hear that call. We're surrounded by things we've always wanted, and yet there's more that we want because we're not satisfied. Only I satisfy. That's the cry of Jesus. That's the cry of Jesus. Um, If Jesus' Holy Spirit We'll move in when we become Christians. What is this deal about being filled with the Spirit? Is there a difference between the indwelling of the Holy Spirit and the filling of the Holy Spirit? Oh, you bet. You bet. And I have these glasses of water to, to, to give you a picture of what that might be like. I know some of you thought, hey, yeah, I'm so happy for Tom. He's drinking water now instead of Diet Coke. <laughs> the main ingredient is water. Don't bet on it. So this is to help us see what the difference is. These identical glasses of water. The Alka-Seltzer is the Holy Spirit. Okay, just go with me on this, right? At the moment of salvation, we are indwelt by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is in that water, right? But there's a wrapper. There's a wrapper on it. Now, this also has the Holy Spirit. But do you see what's happening? Do you see what's happening in the water because the wrapper is off? It is changing the water. It is, it is doing what the water alone could never do. It is effervescing. It is filling that water with life-changing, life-fulfilling possibilities, the very presence 
all throughout, filling, in control of that water, all because the label's out. How many of us have been walking through life saying, I thought this Jesus thing was going to be different. Sure feels the same. Sure feels the same. I'm not filled with joy and the Holy Spirit. I'm not under that control. I'm not possessed by him in the most beautiful sense. It's the wrapper. It's the wrapper. And the Bible says we can grieve the Holy Spirit. We can quench the Holy Spirit. What that means is we can depress the Holy Spirit. We can put him in a, in a wrapper. We can suffocate the Holy Spirit. What does that? How do we keep from doing that? Well, two ways. Because the Holy Spirit, uh, being filled with the Holy Spirit, is about full control, right? Full control. Then we have to fully do two things, at least. We have to give the Holy Spirit full access. Full access in our lives. And here's how we usually do it. If your life was a house, if your heart was a house, and there were different rooms, then we allow the Holy Spirit into certain rooms, right? But not others. Um, you can have my church life. Uh, you can have access to my prayer life, maybe even my public life. Um, but this thing over here, no, 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 no. You go sit in the corner and you be good. I'm going to come back. It's your time out. I'm going to this room by myself because I don't want to release that. I don't want to surrender that because if I surrender that, I might not be me anymore means that much to me. But you're pressing on me. You're knocking on that door. We compartmentalize our life and let God, let the Holy Spirit operate in certain areas and not others. What about our work? What about our finances? What about our sex life? What about our, our relationship life? What about our party life? What about our social life? What about, it's like, if you want me to be fully in control, if you want to be filled, I have to have access. I have to have the master key. I have to have the doors open. I'm going to rip the doors off the hinges so I can get in and bless and bring my presence and my blessing into every area of your life. And we hold back. And we mark certain doors off limits. And we can't do that. He has to have a full access pass. And for the Holy Spirit to have full control over us. And you know what that door is. You, you, you know. You know. We not only have to give him full access, we have to give him full obedience, right? Because the Holy Spirit being in control is leading us into life, is leading us into truth, is leading us into freedom, is leading us into becoming all that he wants to work out in our lives, right? Joy and the Holy Spirit and all the fruit of the Spirit. And yet, sometimes... In disobedience, we're saying, I got a way that I want to go. I happen to know it's not the way you want to go, but I want to go there. Oh, and by the way, I want to be filled with the Spirit. Well, you can't do that. You, we, we, we can't do that. Because if God himself is living in us, then the things that we do, he also does. The things that we see, he also sees. The things that we touch, uh, the images we look at. He also looks at that, can fill us with the Spirit or grieve the Spirit. That's all about taking the wrapper off. Um, but sometimes in my life and uh, maybe in yours, 
it is more attractive to me in my flesh to do the things that I want to do rather than be filled with the Holy Spirit. I want them more. And that's why we need heart transformation, every one of us, so that we can want the things that the Spirit wants. And we want the things that Jesus' Spirit longs for, for us. You know, that's it. That's it. It's like believing somehow when sin kind of presents itself to us, that there's life, freedom, and joy in something other than Jesus Christ. And he's saying, there's not. There's not. Come home. Let me have full access. Let me have full obedience. That's how I unpack it for you. And when we're not filled with the Spirit, I think we tend to blame God, you know, or blame the church that we go to. Well, this church is just not Spirit-filled. Really? I think it's all about us because Jesus longs to fill us with his Holy Spirit. How do I know? How do I know? It's in his word, Luke 11. Jesus is speaking. He says, okay, dads, okay, dads, what father among you is going to give his son, uh, when he asks for a fish, will instead give him a serpent? He says, dad, can you bring home a filet of fish sandwich? Sure, Johnny. Here's a rattlesnake. Eat this. No. He says, if he asks for an egg, we'll give him a scorpion. Something that's going to bite and hurt him. Nobody. Nobody's going to do, well, okay, nobody. I was just, I had had a few people in mind, but nobody. (laughs) Jesus then says, if you who are wrecked, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? That is the greatest gift. How often are we asking for it? How much are we yielding to it? How much are we surrendering to say, I'm not in control? You know, out of control is a great expression, but we tend to use it for the wrong things. We, oh, that party was out of control, dude. <laughs> yeah, maybe it was. But our, our life in the spirit, our life in this church, our life in our house, in our neighborhoods, in our schools, in our work should be out of control because it's in his control. Then we'll be filled with joy and filled with the Holy Spirit. That's what it means when we get this wrapper off, when we give Jesus and his Holy Spirit a full access pass, full surrender, full obedience. The wrapper comes off. He gets large and in charge in our life. It starts breaking out in ways that we never thought possible. Stuff we read in the Bible, but seldom see in our own lives, in our own churches, in our own communities. That's what he wants. That's what he promises. And when he does that, we can think things that we would not otherwise think. We can speak the way that we could not otherwise think speak. We can do things that we would not otherwise be able to do. We can forgive sins against us that we could not otherwise forgive. We can rejoice in things and in circumstances that we could not otherwise rejoice in. We can be who we cannot otherwise be. We can endure what we can not otherwise endure. We can love in the same way that he loves in a way that we could not otherwise do, and we can experience Jesus in a way that we could not otherwise experience him. I'm a fat guy. Let's just get it out there. (laughs) 
What that means is that I overconsume. I, I look for food to do things for me and in me that Jesus never meant food to be able to do. It's what he wants to do. And so he says you can eat all you want, but that hole in your heart, that comfort, that assurance, um, that's only going to come from me. Come home. Whether you're mine and, and you've been following me for some time, let me not only indwell you, let me fill you with joy and with the Holy Spirit. That's what he's talking about. And in the next passage, we're going to see some miraculous, incredible things happen in the life of Paul and Barnabas and the saints who are filled with joy in the Holy Spirit. And all of it, all of it can be part of your life and mine. And we're going to find out what those things are next time. God's given us enough to uh, respond to. Let's pray. Lord, um, we are people who have recognized the thirst and the hunger and the emptiness. We've recognized it, but we have uh, tried to fill it in different ways with things that you never designed to fill us with. You want us to fill us with yourself. You want to fill us. Lord, we, we so want to take off the wrapper through full access to every area of our lives. We want you to rip off the doors. We give you permission. We want to surrender that to you. Lord, we give you that all access pass. We give you that obedience. We want to give you everything. Lord, we don't just want to be indwelt. We want to be filled because you want to fill us. That's where life is. We've made the mistake of looking to the future and future things that are going to change it all for us. And you're standing right here saying, I will change it. I am changing it. Just let me.